Hi guys. Hi. Welcome to Crack Brain, or not Crack Brain. I knew what I meant. <laughs> Kawaii Cast. cast. <laughs> so the reason affiliated with Crack Brain. Yeah, the reason Tyler brings up Crack Brain <laughs> is because we do have a lot of announcements to start this episode off with before we get into the actual subject of anime. Yes, exactly. So to begin with, we will start with events where you can meet us because we have a few exciting things happening. Woohoo! So the first major exciting thing is we can finally announce this. Uh, Cracked Brain is going to Level Up Expo in Vegas this Vegas, baby! (laughs) (laughs) So we will definitely be there. Uh, We will be dressed up from both anime and from Ruby because the whole Ruby cast is going to be there. Yeah, then there's going to be a ton of Ruby cosplayers. Yeah. And that's just from what we know of. Yeah, people those are that... just those are people that we know personally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like, it's so, it's intense. Yeah, so Level Up Expo is going to be massive. We will be there every day, and so if you look for us or any of the members of Cracked Brain, then we have a lot of fun things going on, including several panels. So. Yep. Come find us. Yes. Come say hi. We love talking to people. More so. more information as the event gets closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. We'll we'll tell you guys more as we have more details coming out. Yes, but for now, just know we will be there. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be awesome. Go come, buy your tickets if, right now. <laughs> if you're going to level up, come say hi. Yeah, absolutely. Go, go buy your tickets in hotels now because there's going to be a lot of people there. So hotels are going fast. Yes. So, other cons that we are attending, this one is going to be a local con in Utah. Yes. It's down at the Provo Convention Center, right? Yep. That will be Pop Culture Con. Yes. And that is June. Yes. But uh, there will also be a special event through Cracked Brain, uh, or you can buy tickets through Cracked Brain for this event as well. Several Uh, events. Yeah. So, so we are, I think, affiliated with PopCon. Yes. Officially. Uh, so they're doing several events, um, one obviously being actual PopCon. Uh, you can buy your tickets for them through the Cracked Brain website at www.thecrackedbrain.com. There will be a link at the bottom. Mm-hmm. You can buy your tickets, or if you want to sell merchandise, you can buy a table there to sell your goods. Yeah. Uh, it won't cost you anything extra to go through our link, but it helps us out, so... Same with their uh, events coming up. One, I believe, is the Captain Marvel premiere. Yes. So if you are planning on going to see Captain Marvel, you could buy the tickets for that through Cracked Brain, and that is associated with PopCon. It is an early screening of the movie. It's $20, plus you get a shirt. Yeah. And then the other major event they're doing, I believe this one is in March, uh, that is going to be the... Formal Ball, which will also be out in Provo. Uh, that one, I believe, is also $20, but it comes with meals. Yes, they will so feed you. So you get a dinner and a dessert. Yep. So, And I will be at that one. Tyler will not be, so. Yeah. Unless he changes his mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm kind of teetering on the edge at the moment. I'm like, well, I kind of want to go, but at the same time, I kind of don't. So yeah. I will definitely be there with some of at. the other Crack Brain members. So. Yeah. Yeah, so all those PopCon events, those are all happening. Uh, we'll keep reminding you guys of those, so you don't need to worry too much about that. 
uh, other affiliated news. This does have more to do for you people who are just interested in the podcast. Uh, since we are affiliated with Cracked Brain, you can actually show your support for this podcast and that podcast through the Cracked Brain Patreon. Patreon. Yes. Words. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Cracked Brain. Yes. Should be the the link. Yeah, and uh, for just $1, you guys do get access to the official Cracked Brain podcast live streamed, which means that you get to be involved in that. You get a So it's it's every other Saturday they live stream, and you can, you can join in. You can watch them as it's happening. Obviously, since it's live, you can comment, you know, and there's, there can be some interaction there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and what that has to do with us, more importantly, is that we are planning a live stream event through that group sometime in the next month. So, again, we will give you guys more details as that event comes closer. We just want you guys to know about it now because then you guys could go join the dollar tier. That's the $1 tier gets you access to that. Yep. Um, there's a $5 tier which actually gets you, I think, stickers every month and, like, a few other goodies. Yeah, so there there are rewards listed on the page. Uh, there are going to be multiple tiers as we go on, but seriously, just for a dollar, you get more podcast content, and you're going to get a special event with us personally. Yes. So definitely be checking that out. Go go now. Then come back and listen to us. Yes, so. just, just pause it right now. Go over there, check it out, and then come back. Yeah. We don't do spiels that often in these episodes, so don't think this is going to be a regular thing, but we just wanted to mention all that stuff because we are all involved. So Yes. Uh, with that said, we are moving on to our topic this week, which it's been forever. We've we've been planning to do this. We planned to do this two weeks ago, mm-hmm. but and then, well, stuff comes up, comes up. Yeah, stuff came up, So, but we try to do one of these at least every season, and that is a top five list. Woohoo. And for those of you who have never listened to any of our top five episodes, this is where uh, Tyler Tyler and I go back and forth with our list. We each have five on the subject of our choice. This week's subject is top five... Protagonists. Yeah, protagonists, good guys, heroes. Yeah. yeah. Of the 2018 year yes. of anime. So we went through an entire year of good characters. Good boys, good girls, heroes, sidekicks, what have you. If they are good, they were put into consideration. Yes. The only stipulation we had for this category is that they had to have been introduced in 2018. Either via a show that premiered in 2018 or a continuing series, but a new character. Yes. So, so, so no Todoroki from yeah m- from my hero. Yeah. So Todoroki is a no go, but any of the other students that were introduced during the exam arc are fair. So. Yes. Uh, with that said. So with that you, said, that we you? have a, a special twist on this. Because I apparently am not allowed to make my own lists. Candace made them both. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> she we, called me out. <laughs> I did. Because uh, 
I'm genuinely terrified if we have the same characters. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't seen each other's lists on this, so yeah, I guess we'll I, find out. Normally we review the list with each other, <laughs> and we did not do that this time. So, who wants to go first? Um, I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter. I think you went first last time, so just to be fair, I'll go first this time. Alright, sounds good. Yeah, so I tried to pick characters that didn't really get a lot of spotlight attention, either via the Crunchyroll Awards or just the general fan base, because there are a lot of characters that just everybody knows about and everybody's expecting us to talk about, but I really wanted to make my list something just more personal mm-hmm. and less just, like, hype, I guess. So Makes uh, sense. a lot of these will be a bit niche characters, but I will explain why I chose the ones I chose. Uh, coming in the fifth place spot was Ling from Hakata Tokotsu Ramens. And for those of you who did not know what Hakata Tokotsu Ramens is, it was an anime that came out early last year about basically, uh, hitmen. Oh, it's yeah. that one. Okay. <laughs> and all, all the hitmen work for a company that is basically under the guise of employees that work for a small little ramen hut. Uh, it's it's a multi-location ramen hut thing. Yeah. <laughs> so the ramen hut guy, he really does run his own ramen hut business, but he also runs a hitman business. And it almost feels like the only reason he wanted to run this business is so he can make a baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so let me get this straight. It's a hitman business uh-huh. that's covered up by a ramen business. Uh-huh. That is for the sole purpose of making a baseball team. Yep. How? (laughs) It's a lot of layers to this show. (laughs) Uh, So that's why it's called Hakata Tokotsu Ramens, because that's the name of their baseball team. And (laughs) it's named after the famous ramen of Hakata. Of Hakata. Yeah, it is. Is that the region? Yeah, it's a okay. tonkotsu ramen that is made with white broth instead of black broth. Okay. Yeah, and it's one that I would really love to try if I ever got a chance to go did, to Japan. Did, did you know yeah. that before that episode? Or no, did you learn I, learned, in the episode? I learned about it from the show. Oh, okay. But anyway, so Ling is an interesting character because he is a cross-dresser, which he uses a lot in his whole Hitman spiel, like... A lot of people... He, he seduces men and then kills them? Not necessarily seduces, but people underestimate him because they think he's just, like, some random schoolgirl. Oh, okay. And, but, like, he even says, like, even if he wasn't a hitman, he'd probably still cross-dress because he just, he likes how he women's clothes are. He, it, it, it feels nice having the breeze on your balls. Yeah, he just, he really likes the fabric. He likes how the cuts look on him. He just... He's comfortable wearing it, but he also enjoys the fact that men don't take him seriously as a hitman, and it gives him an advantage. Yeah. He's also probably one of the most badass characters in this show. And you find out his whole backstory is that he actually was sold from China when he was a kid. uh, Because his parents were struggling to pay bills. And so in order to you know, make ends meet, they had to get rid of one of their kids. So he was sold basically to a military camp that trained him to be a hitman. 
And see, I, I thought you were going to say they sold them to the ramen place, and I'm thinking no. that no. that could have gone very wrong. No, so he was sold to a place that made him a hitman, and then he was told that his sister was also sold out to be like basically like a human slave. And if he does enough hit jobs, he can earn the money to buy his sister's freedom. Okay. So he became a hitman just for that purpose alone, and. Then we find out very early in the show that his sister's been murdered. I see. Yeah, so he ends up joining the ramen company because they want to get back at the people who murdered his sister. Okay. So there's a lot of layers to the show. I know the setup that I gave it sounds really silly, and it does have its silly moments, but it actually is definitely more of a drama. It The ending is definitely like really intense you find out uh ling's uh, roommate from like the whole military camp thing uh turns out that he wants ling dead so that turns into a whole thing Mm -hmm. uh the reason ling makes my top five good guys list is because i really admire the fact that he's not doing any of this stuff for himself and even when his, like, former roommate comes after him, he actually becomes more emotional over the idea that he'll have to murder him than of the idea that he's going to be murdered. Well, yeah, you see, that's kind of funny because a lot of people I have known have uh, actually wanted to murder their former roommates. <laughs> but uh, even, like, his chemistry with the main character, the guy that basically started this whole baseball hitman group, uh, the two of them basically become best friends and a lot of people ship them as well. But a lot of the chemistry between like him kind of learning his lifestyle, like the fact that he eats like this cheap ass food and like that he's kind of a gross human being. <laughs> yeah. And Ling's not used to any of that stuff. It, it definitely builds up the kind of character that Ling is. He's kind of a prick. He's... Kind of a selfless human being, but he's more than anything, he's human, I think. Yeah. And it's not easy to be a good guy when you're a hitman, but he makes it work. Fair. Mostly, I really just wanted to talk about this show, because it's one of those anime I didn't get to talk about at all in 2018, and it really was one of my favorites, so... Okay. <laughs> and Ling was a big reason for that. Yeah. Um, I tried watching it. Like, I, I tried watching the first episode, and I just... I don't know. I couldn't get into it. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe there's just a lot of anime that I I think you overlook a lot of the anime I enjoy based off the first episode, but I don't know if it's one that you would really get into, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So, I just really enjoyed this anime. It wasn't one of my favorite, but it was one that is just... Every time I see it, I'm just like, man, I really wish I could have talked about it. I never had a good excuse to talk about it. Yeah. So, that's why he gets my fifth place spot, because... I don't think he's as good as the other ones on my list, but I really want to talk about him. Okay. So. Fair. Um, as for me, I actually did not put them in places. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm just like, uh, these are like my top five. Let's, let's That's throw, fair. throw them up here. I, I don't know what order to place them in. Um, mine also, unlike yours, how yours seem a little more niche, mine are, well, series that we've gone over like we've 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 talked about we've we've enjoyed you know so they're mm-hmm. they're actually from some of my favorite series all right um 
So I actually have more than five because it was just so hard to narrow it down. So I'm going to have some of these as like honorable mentions, I think. Yeah, I I have one honorable mention on this list. So. Yeah. So I do have, I actually do. I have two, or I have one. I have one that I have placed as one, like the, the top one. Yeah. We'll so, go over so that on- one will be last. Yeah, we'll go over honorable mentions before we go over our top ones. Okay. Uh, so um, I guess for fifth, I'm going to say white blood cell. He, he keeps us healthy. Uh, white blood white cell. Blood cell. <laughs> okay, so I regret not bringing this up on the Crunchyroll Award episode because we were already going in like over two hours. White blood cell should have been nominated for a best boy. He definitely should have. Yeah, because I realized we talked about that in and our that's, prediction that's, episode. That's actually one of the reasons why I threw him on this list because I'm like, you know what? He did not get the recognition on the Crunchyroll Awards. He did not. Like, how did he not make Best Boy list? Right? Like, he is fantastic. You know, basically this this trained killer, you know, and to, like, kill the germs. And, mm-hmm. and then he meets Red Blood Cell, and you kind of see this gentle side of him. You know, he's like the episode where he's following her everywhere, you know? Like, she loses her hat, and he's like, oh... You know, but he has to be sneaky about it. Like, oh, can't let her notice me following her, you know? Can we just talk about how both of us put a hitman on our fifth place spot? <laughs> yes. A, a hitman. A hitman. <laughs> who just so happens to be growing soft due to a love interest. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I, I did not think about that. But now that you mention it. I, I said it was hard to make a hitman look like a good character or a good guy, but no, I guess that's not that tr- true. I guess, I guess not as hard as we thought. <laughs> yeah. Uh, White Blood Cell definitely deserves a spot on this list, though. I agree. He did not get the recognition of 2018 that he deserves. Yes. One I of love... my favorite moments ever is when he's actually, like, he kind of, like, has, you know, the feelings are starting to show and he's telling the he's killer talking T-cell. to killer t-cell yeah and killer t-cell is like shut up man up and like punches him <laughs> masculinity versus toxic masculinity right there <laughs> exactly <laughs> although killer t did have a point in that moment where he's just kind of like we can't get sappy because we have a job to do yeah, and yeah. like it, they do make a point of well sometimes that job does involve killing part of the body like if the part of the body gets infected you'd still have to eliminate the infected cells so don't don't be getting sappy on me i also do like the trans the fact that that episode really transitioned the difference between like where he was doing everything for her to where she started doing stuff for herself yeah so and it really was because of him so, but you can't be all like, oh, she just needed a big, strong man to save her. No, of course not. Yeah. Like, it, I think the, the helping hand, you know, like him helping her start out, you know, and, and then she started get doing things on her own, so. Yeah. Also, he's good with platelets. Yes. <laughs> the little platelets crawling all around on him. I love it. So, yeah, uh, I'd say that's a good choice for your fifth place. So, uh, moving on to... My fourth place, back on uh, the, you know, criminal thing, 
I just realized there's actually a lot of criminals on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here. <laughs> well, I like the bad No, guys. no, we. Uh, this is supposed to be the top five protagonists. Yeah. Not, not, not the f- plus top five lawbreakers. Uh, <laughs> so my fourth place goes to Nita from Hinamatsuri. Okay. Because uh, Nita does something that you don't really get to see like a lot of heroes do in anime nowadays and that is learning to be a dad yeah and learning to be a dad in the most tragic way possible and being a dad is hard yeah like i'm not a dad but i can only imagine it's not easy yeah and he doesn't really get like the fair warning about that he doesn't have like you know the nine months to prepare to be a dad he doesn't even get like the baby dropped on his doorstep he literally gets a demon child who has psychic abilities, who is the most self-centered human being on the face of this earth, who only loves him because he has enough money to buy her good food. I mean, to to be fair, like, she didn't start off entirely self-centered. Yeah, like the first... She totally did, though. Well, not really. Like, the first episode, you know, where she basically killed off the rival mob... You know, she, Only she had her it had her inner monologue, and she's like, "Hey, wait a second! This guy's not being an asshole. Like, maybe maybe I can be nice to this guy." Yeah, but she initially helped him out because she wanted food. <laughs> That's fair. So, <laughs> she would have ditched him the moment the moment somebody else offered her better food. <laughs> yeah, why didn't any of the rival gang think of that? <laughs> I think one of the th- Fun things about Nita, though, is that initially is, you know, transition to this is just keep her out of my hair and just, you know, keep her happy. And even to the point where he, like, uses her a little bit. But then we do start to see, you know, that transition to where, you know, he tries to, you know, get a relationship so that way she could have a mother-like figure. And then he realizes maybe that's not what's best for her. And then... He starts to appreciate, like, her smaller quirks, like the fact that she throws him his own personal funeral. Yeah. And we do see that he does form this bond and genuine, like, dad-like relationship. And he never loses the realism, though, that if he had the option to ditch her forever, he totally would take that. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's not like there was that episode where he thought she was gone forever and he threw a party. <laughs> And I think a lot of people are like, well, that doesn't make him a good hero. But let's be honest. I don't know a single dad on this planet that would not celebrate their kids leaving home. (laughs) Yeah. As long as they knew they were safe. I should clarify. Yeah. Like, you know, people don't put up a missing child report and then celebrate. People people are like, get the fuck out of my house. Live on the street for all I care. And then be like, yeah, champagne. Yeah. No, but there are, you know, that realism that sometimes you just don't want your kids around. Yeah. And I think that makes him the most realistic dad character I've seen. I mean, we've seen dads in anime before, and I just, he's special to me. Yeah. And it's nice seeing that side of the Yakuza as well. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, um, it's kind of interesting, too, like, seeing him... Almost move up in the Yakuza. Yeah, he did move up. That's yeah. why he got his own funeral. <laughs> yeah, when they were going to kill him. Yeah, 
he's also extremely loyal to his boss and his men. Yep. And he's a good friend. And he doesn't date people just for their looks. If they're crazy, he's not into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can still sleep around, but he doesn't date them like that. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Nita, definitely one of the most underrated heroes of 2018. He deserves more attention. Yes. He got undermined by all the girls in the show. But he was the backbone of that series, he let's did. be honest. Yeah. So. Uh, so, I have a character from Hina Matsuri on my list <laughs> as well. But I feel like I'm going to have to throw her an honorable mention because she got focus in the Crunchyroll Awards. Okay. So, if you... I, if you want to uh, mention a character that got focus, that's fine. I just... Yeah. I no, just... I, 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 I understand what you mean, but, yeah. like, I feel kind of bad because it's like, oh, well, I'm doing this because they're not, a, they didn't get any Crunchyroll Award focus. And... Yeah, they didn't get a nomination. Let's talk about them. Let's get in, yeah. So, so I'm going to save her for honorable mentions. Okay. Um, next, uh, I'm going to go Sugimoto. Sugimoto! Immortal Sugimoto! Oh, the immortal Sugimoto. I'm going to let you just talk about him for a minute. I absolutely love him. Like, he, he's just, he's so funny. Like, <laughs> just when you're first introduced to him, he's like, I'm immortal Sugimoto. You know, like, uh, wait, aren't you the guy that survived this battle? You're batshit crazy. Yeah, no, literally, he gained the reputation as being immortal because he realized... I'm on a battlefield, I'm in the front lines, they're making their way towards the trenches, I'm going to die, Leroy Jenkins! Yeah, literally Leroy Jenkins did. <laughs> so, like, you have to admire that about him, you know? Yeah. Like, he's, he's like, okay, you know what, I'm just going for it. And he's, he's just, he's got this powerful will, like, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm not gonna die here, I can't, mm -hmm. you know? And at the same time, when, you know, so, like with his interactions with Aserpa, you know, and she'll, she'll say something like, hey, don't, don't do this. And he's like, okay, yeah, I, I can respect your will on this, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not like he's this asshole all the time. He's not suicidal. He's just, yeah, he's a survivor. Exactly. I do also like the fact that you point out, like initially when he became the immortal Sugimoto, he was just doing whatever it took to not die. But then later, he does get that attitude more of like, I can't die here. Yeah. And a lot of that is because of his relationship with Aserpa and the responsibility he has to take on for her sake. And I think that is something to be said of a hero. Like, and I know, I know this sounds cheesy, but a hero is somebody that is fighting for the sake of somebody else's well-being not yeah for it's it's not for their own sake it's for for someone else yeah and we do see uh when he initially meets hijikata basically his whole group is like you're only doing this so you can get the money for your friend's wife and kid i'll give you the money if you just give us all of the pieces of the map you've collected so far yeah and he's just like no because it's it's not about me getting money anymore this this is now about closure for my friend yeah and he still needs the money because the whole reason he's doing any of this stuff is because 
one of his buddies in the war left a wife and child behind and the child is blind and the wife needs to take a boat to the mainland so she can get a decent doctor for her child. Yeah. And so he needs to be able to buy a boat ticket for her and her kid. Mm-hmm. So. Because <laughs> boat tickets are expensive. Which I almost forgot that that was the whole, like, setup of this show. <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, it's come a long way. Yeah. And and so you you look back on it, you're going, wait a second. Like, was that kid that, might be dead, you was, know? Was like, that the actual goal? Like, it's now been over a year. Is that kid still alive? Right? Like, that kid could be dead for all we know. We have no idea what happened to that kid. Sugimoto might have lost the part of his brain that remembered that kid for all we know. <laughs> like It got eaten. Num, num, num. Num, num, num. Yeah, so... Yeah. Brains, the other white meat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, if, if there's any gray meat. <laughs> there's anything that that show has taught me is that brains are nutritious. Yeah, anything from <laughs> human to animal brains. Yeah, apparently. Mm. <laughs> it, however, did not teach you that you can use animal brains for tanning hides. I did not know that. Yep. It's a fun Cause, fact. Because uh, brains contain the chemical tannin. Which is used to tan hides. I see. Yep. That was really relevant to that show, too. I know. You'd, you'd think that would have come up some at some point. Yeah, they always talk about brains and skinning things. Yeah. So, this whole show, by the way, is about them skinning humans alive so that way they could steal maps that are tattooed onto their bodies. <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes. Woohoo. <laughs> Why are we dark people? What? <laughs> I was about to say, what is wrong with us? Our hero, our hero list is terrible. We have not had a real good person on our hero list so far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. So, uh, I do have a good person on my hero list. This might be the only character that is not qualified as a vil or a... Uh, not a villain, a uh, criminal on my list. And, coincidentally, it is the only character on my list that is female. Okay. So, and that is Hisone from Dragon Pilot. Oh, yeah, I, I forgot about Dragon Pilot. Yeah, this is another one that really didn't get a lot of attention. We did do a whole episode about Dragon Pilot, which, uh, we were told it was one of our better episodes of 2018, so. I love Dragon Pilot, that was a great show. Yeah, uh, Hisone made my list because she's so relatable. Like, one, she, growing up in Utah, we kind of lived with that, that whole idea that's like, if you don't know what to do after high school, you could always join the military. Yeah, and like, here in Utah, it's always the Air Force. Like, join the yeah. Air Force. Like, I, my high school was a stone throw away from the Hill Air Force Base. Like, I had to walk to the Hill Air Force Base to catch the bus. Like, that's how close it was to my school. Yeah. And a lot of people I knew were going into the Air Force because they just didn't know what to do after high school. So the idea of this girl who didn't really have a plan and then just joins the Air Force was something that was really just kind of hit home with me a little bit. Just something I knew a lot about. And then the fact that her... Because you, pro you probably actually knew some people who were like that, where they were just like, well, I don't know what to do after high school, so... Yeah. In fact, she actually reminds me a lot of one of my best friends from high school, 
because she did join the uh, Hill Air Force Base. She loved dragons. Like, she had so many, like, dragon pictures. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, like, that was one of, like, her things. Like, everybody's like, that's the girl that likes dragons. And to her, dragons were, like, she treated them like you would treat, like, a cat or a dog. And they're like, look at you little baby. <laughs> I mean, they're adorable. They are. And the little scales on around their eyes, you just want to pet them. So, like, based off this character's personality, history, and the art style, I if I didn't know better, I would say they based it off of my friend. <laughs> like, she would totally be chosen by a dragon based off of her cheap-ass flip phone. <laughs> that, was, that was the best part. They're like, and, and then the one girl's like, wait a second. You mean that dragon chose her just because she's got a cheap-ass flip phone? Comes in the next day, like... Eight flip phones hanging around her neck. Like, <laughs> you're gonna choose me, you bitch. <laughs> so yes, uh, Hisone, she definitely had, like, the purity complex. She was definitely not the brightest crayon in the box, especially when it came to dating. And I really liked the whole, you know, story arc of we're not getting out of here unless everybody gets to live. Yeah. Which, you know, when the series did take a dark turn, she really was the bright character that pulled through. And I know there was a lot of problems with Dragon Pilot. There was a lot of controversies around it, but never with her character. There were controversies around it? Uh, mostly with the whole, like, the one girl and the guy that basically started dating her because, like, he tricked her into dating him. Oh, okay, that one. Yeah, so that, that caused a lot of controversy, but... Again, I, not... I didn't hear any controversy about it. So. Yeah, it was mostly just through like a few like niche uh, anti-tubers. Like I, I watched a few reviews that were talking about it, and like this is why Dragon Pilot's awful. And I'm just kind of like, it's not awful. Like it's it's a very small problem. Another controversial moment was the girl like basically fondling the guy's junk, which is sexual harassment. And they're like, it gets written off as a joke, even though she inappropriately touched him and he was not okay with it. Yeah. So, but, like I said, none of that ever really involved Hisone. And, I mean, I don't know if she was best girl of the show, but she was definitely the best hero of the show. Yeah. Plus, like you said, she was so relatable. Yeah. she, She wasn't like this, this character that's, you know, known as being outstanding in the piloting field or whatever. She, like, she was just average person. Yeah, and she made up stupid names for her pet. Yeah. And she didn't know what she was doing all the time, but she tried. And I even really liked the dub because of how they handled her character. Yeah. So, like, normally that type of character voice would really bother me. Like, the... Almost like everything she sounds almost sounds like a question and she's a bit whiny, but it really worked for that character aspect. And it really showed that she doesn't, she's not trying to be like the best pilot or the hero of the series, but she ends up being the hero because she has to do it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just doing your job makes you a hero. Yeah, it's true. Oh, that's, that's my hero girl for the list. Okay. Um, so unlike you, I actually have more girls on my list. Granted, I tried to keep it about even, but then again, with only five, there's gonna lean one way or the other. Yeah. So, um... I I tried to include more girls. One of my honorable mentions is a girl. Yeah. 
So for this next one, I am going to say Nadeshko from Laidback Camp. Yeah. <laughs> I love her. She is so wholesome. She's like, wholesome. you know. We kind of have a theme going. Right? With our back and forth. We are now on the wholesome category. Oh, yes. <laughs> Nadeshko. So oh, she's just. I love her. Like, she's introduced. She's just always sleeping. You know? <laughs> like, Sick. who the fuck is this girl? Like, hey, you okay? You're gonna freeze. <laughs> you know? And. And it's like she it didn't seem like she had ever gone camping before, you know, but then she's kind of roped into this camping experience and she's like, hey, this is fun. And she even starts, you know, like trying to join a club and trying to do more things with it, you know, yeah. like and well, let's face it, it's it's her eating everything like she just <laughs> everything she eats, you think. It, it makes you look like, oh, that looks delicious. I want to try this. Oh, yeah. I mentioned uh, I actually bought, like, the cheap cup of noodle curry ramen. Yeah. Because I'm like, that. she made it look, like, absolutely fantastic. And I'm like, I want to try it because I like curry and I like ramen and I like curry ramen. Let's try the cup of noodle kind. It is awful. <laughs> but it made you try it. It made me try it. It is the saltiest thing ever. It is salt with a hint of curry. <laughs> That's the saltiest thing I ever tasted. And I once <laughs> ate a big heaping bowl of salt. That was the name of the episode. Salt with a hint of curry. <laughs> salt with a hint of curry. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> but, yeah, like, it does say a lot when you're branding camping and you end up selling instant ramen. Yes. Like, they've tried that with video games, you know, like... Uh, Final Fantasy XV. Final Fantasy XV, you know? Yeah. <laughs> let's go on a road trip to eat cup noodles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. That's basically what that game was. Yeah. Gay road trip. Gay road trip for noodles. Gay road trip for noodles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I still need to play that game. <laughs> I do, too. Uh... But yeah, Nadeshko. I love her. Right? She's sweet. She definitely brings the group together. Like, none of the characters feel like they would ever hang out with each other if it weren't for her. Yeah, especially, uh, like, the main girl, Rui. Mm-hmm. Rui, something like that. Yeah, like, she's she's a lone camper. And, you know, with Nadeshko there, she's it's it's able to bring her into the group to be like, hey, group camping is actually fun. Yeah, you also get to see the differences between, like, solo camping versus group camping. Like, solo, you do get a lot of, like, that nice, quiet, serene moments. You do get to, you know, spend a lot of time, like, one-person meals. You, you know, buy a lot of equipment that's really just, like, this is designed for one person. Yeah. And you have to be able to find a spot where you can leave your stuff while you go scavenge for things to make a fire or stuff like that. Yeah. And there's a lot of benefits to being alone, but then you look at... But then the... you get with, like, the group camping, mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, you, you kind of get the fun of, hey, let's let's cook a meal together, you yeah, know? Yeah, you get, like, the let's hot do pot this, and you know? the s'mores. And, exactly. And, like, fireworks and watching your super... or your adult supervision get shit-faced. And pushing your idiot friend into a lake. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> <Okay>. ghost stories. <laughs> they, they don't show that part in laid-back camp, but, you know, who hasn't done that? Let's face it. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, even, like, the whole, like, 
when the two of them go camping together and they think the lake is haunted. Yeah. So, and none of the characters really would have got to experience that if it weren't for Nadeshko. She became the third member of the camping club. So the camping club actually got to have an actual club. They got to actually do their club. Uh, uh, they they got club activities. I can't. Did they ever even get an upgraded room? Because they were in basically a linen closet. Yeah, it was like a small hallway. Like yeah, it's like a crawl space practically. So I think uh, it did mention they were going to get an upgraded room. Well, thank goodness they uh, needed one. So all the girls in the show are great, but the reality is like they would not have come together if it weren't for Nadeshka. Rin, so. that's it. It's Rin. Rin, yeah. I'm, and I'm like, I know friend, it starts with an R. Her friend that's obsessed with tying people's hair up. I love her because she's like she's puppy. always she's always playing with Rin's hair, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make a snowman. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna make a cactus. <laughs> I like that the different hair buns also make it into the OP as well. Yeah. And then you get the puppy. The puppy. Oh, the puppy's so cute. Yeah. God, Late Back Camp was one that I think we wanted to do a What You Should Watch on and we never got the chance to. Yeah, I think so. So, which sucks. Because it was a good anime. It was fantastic. It yeah. was It was fun to watch. Like, it, it, was, it was one of those shows that you don't need to be, like, super invested. Mm-hmm. But it still draws you in enough to keep your attention. Yeah, and like I mentioned a few episodes ago, it actually changed the Japanese economy because it encouraged people to do winter camping. Mm-hmm. So it it saved an entire camping industry. Yep, and and that's that's saying something. Yeah. So if you have any kind of impact on the economy, I think you you're an anime that needs to be recognized. Yeah. So. So, she was actually mentioned in, like, The Best Girls. Yeah, she was mentioned in The Best Girls. So, so yeah, I'm I'm proud of that. I'm, I'm glad she did. Yeah, I think she was the one you voted for, in fact. No, I voted for Anzu. Oh, I thought you voted Nadeshko. No, because we were talking and I was like, oh, well, I would have voted Nadeshko, but Anzu had so much character development. That's true. So. So, yeah, uh, Nadeshko, runner-up Best Girl. Yes. So... Uh, so my second play, so my last two are shows that I have been talking about a lot, but they're characters that I feel like don't get enough of the spotlight. So my second place choice is, of course, from Banana Fish. Of course. Because you knew... I expected at least one. (laughs) At least one Banana Fish character. (laughs) And this goes to Shorter. Shorter? Yeah. Okay. Uh, He is the head of the Chinese gang. Chinese mafia? Not quite mafia, but okay. they're not quite that powerful. They don't have that much influence, but they are associated with the Chinese mafia because there is another character who actually does have some sitting in that group. But Shorter in particular just runs a gang that's kind of like a small branch okay. off all that. But uh, his, the thing that makes his gang relevant is that they basically run the Chinatown in New York and that he has something of an alliance with uh, Ash and his gang. Okay. Which is a big deal because Ash's gang is made up of mostly white and black people. And it's like majority black. And to be associated with Chinese gang is like a big deal. Because normally there is racial segregation in gangs in the U.S. And that is one of the topics that comes up in the show. Yeah. Uh, the reason why Shorter and Ash have this agreement is because the two of them have been friends for a long time. Uh, 
so shorter he basically got into it because it's like a family business like all of his family has some kind of ties to other like chinese gangs or the mafia and like even like the chinese restaurant that his family runs is like they do operations out of that restaurant so it's it's another ramen front for no I'm kidding. No, it's Chinese. <laughs> sorry, sorry, it's it's Chinese front for murder. Not all Asians, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, what Chinese place isn't a front for murder? That's, no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, shorter is somebody that's looked out for Ash basically their whole lives. I think he knew Ash way back during like the whole child prostitution thing. And was one of the people that would help him out. Like, get him out of, like, really bad situations. And that's why their gangs have that alliance. But also, uh, when it came down to it, the group above Shorter's gang, the guy that's associated more with the mafia, wants Ash out of the picture. And is basically told Shorter, like, we have your sister hostage. And we could take her out whenever we want. So you're going to cooperate with us. And so he does so by kidnapping AG and he tells him, he's like, I'll do your dirty work, but you're not laying a finger on him. Like this isn't even just about Ash and his relationship with AG. AG is my, like somebody I genuinely care about and I want to protect him. And so for shorter to be like the backstabbing character while also basically being like the sole protector of everybody it was just definitely one of the most heartbreaking parts of the series. And it showed that even when his hands are tied, he's always doing the right thing. He's putting other people above himself. And the only reason he even betrayed Ash to begin with was because of his sister's life. Like, if it was just his life, he would have been like, fine, like, shoot me, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, Shorter became one of my favorite characters instantly in the show and is the reason I wanted my hair to be purple. Dweeb. (laughs) I love him so much. He is such a dork. I am so sad he wasn't in the second season. Oh, Banana Fish had two seasons? Yeah. Well, it was... Oh, it was 24 episodes. Yeah, it was a 24 episode thing. I see. The second half, I consider the second season. But, God, like, Shorter was just such a good character. I can't even explain too much of why without going into spoilers. But he was the reason I stuck with the show. Because if it had just started with Ash and Aichi, I probably wouldn't have stuck around that long. But Shorter really made the show what it was. And when he was gone, he let he gave the reins to Ash at that point. And it's the reason why I felt like the writing of the whole show was handled so well. So go yeah. if you have not checked out Banana Fish already, go check it out. At least for my boy Shorter. Pour one out for him. Pour one out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> As you do. Yep. Also, the character with the most unfortunate name is his name is Shorter Wong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, now, does he know how to use it? Yeah, he clearly does. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> He's a good boy, though. Yeah. So. That's great. Not quite top tier best boy like Asher Ag, but. He was such a good character. Definitely best hero of the show. Yeah. So, so uh, what's your number two? Uh, I guess number two. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't really put him in any sort of order. I'm just like, uh, this one sounds like a good idea to, to put it up now. 
Um, I'm going to go with Len from Sword Art Online Alternative. Um, like, she's just outside of game. You know, she's she has this... Uh, like, she's really tall, and she's uncomfortable with it. Yeah. So, so she starts playing these games, and she's, she's cycling through all of them until she gets to Gungale Online, where she actually gets a character model that's short, and she loves it. And she's like, okay, well, I can play this. And she starts off having no idea about how to play a shooting game. Uh-huh. You know? And, and like, she starts... She works with it. And... Like, and she's she's a great character because even in at the end, you know, like through through throughout the series, like she makes friends, you know, she even finds some people that she meets online that she then also meets offline, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it just sort of happens that way. But at the end, when they pull the cheesy death game bullshit that... I will always call them out on this because Death Game, Sword Art Online, fuck you. <laughs> God, it's so dumb. But like, during that whole section of it, she's like, okay, well, I made friends with this person. I can't let them die, you know? <laughs> like, so she she goes out of her way, even so far as to recruit one of her other friends to join her in you know, this this Battle Royale tournament to be like, hey, help me out with this, even though you've never played this game either, but help me out so I can save my friend. Yeah. You know? Like, and it's kind of emotional, you know, even though you know she's not going to die. But still. Can we give her credit, though? Uh, make Sword Art Online great again. For real. Like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I keep telling everyone. I'm sorry. Make Sword Art Online great for the first time. <laughs> yes. Like, I keep telling everyone, like, I like Sword Art Online without Kirito. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's the biggest problem with the series. That and the death game bullshit. And, uh, you know, the talking gun. The talking gun. Yeah, no, that was so ridiculous because I saw the <laughs> screenshots of it and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, someone just photoshopped those stupid anime eyes onto this screenshot and they it put on some fake. some bullshit subtitles. Even the clip, the actual clip that I saw looked fake. Exactly. It looks fake. Yeah. And then you watch the episode and you're going... So that really happened? That really happened. So so I will admit the show is not without its faults. Mm-hmm. It has faults. Big faults. I still enjoyed it, and I really love Len. She's still a great character. Yeah, she seemed like possibly the best protagonist Sword Art Online has had so far. Yes. So, sorry, Sword Art Online alternative. Make Sword Art Online great for the first time. Yes, please. <laughs> Make it as good as the fans say it is. Right. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and mention our honorable mentions. This is the only other girl to make my list, but she definitely needed to be an honorable mention. And she's comes from a show that she's possibly the most underwhelming character in a show about heroes, but she's my personal hero. 
And that is Miss Joke. Miss Joke. I love Miss Joke. She cracks me up. So, and that's what she's supposed she's, to do. She's like, she's like my spirit hero. Like, right. Like, if I were to have a superpower, it would be to make people laugh. I love that that's her power. Like, I love the fact that it even explains that she had to work for that power to be, you know, a professional hero. Like, she could have easily just joined, like, a comedy club, or she could have written, like, sitcoms, or she could have done a lot of stuff like that. She could yeah, have like, an actor. Yeah, like, she could have easily been an actor. She could have easily have been in, like, stage plays, like, any sort of career that involves performance. And yeah. instead, she goes into the hero business. Exactly, and... You do notice that she does have the, like, weighted armor on her wrist, and that's because she's not naturally a fighter. She had to learn to become a fighter. So the jokes are the only thing that come natural to her, and everything else is stuff she had to learn. Yeah. And so I felt like introducing her in the arc where the students are being tested for, like, their exams. Like, this is the proof that you guys can utilize your abilities to become actual heroes. Introducing her at that moment really was, uh, I think, a good placement for her. And I do know you can write this off as a technicality that she was introduced prior to 2018 because she was also in the tournament arc. But she was a cameo in that arc, so I do not consider it a real introduction. Yeah, it was, it was like a cameo. She had like a mask or something. So unless you knew what you were looking for, yeah, it, you wouldn't have known. It's fun to go back plus, and plus, spot her. Did but... she even have lines? She did. Okay. So uh, they were talking about, I think it was uh, Deku's fight against the guy that controls minds. And I think her line was like, why, you know, th this is the problem with... This academy is that they undermine these type of students. Like, she had a line basically commenting on that. Like, why isn't he in the first class? Yeah. So. And it does explain why he's not in the first class. Because the test doesn't utilize the, the Yeah, abilities. the test doesn't utilize his kind of ability, too. Like, it's the test is mostly a combat test. Yeah, and robots aren't going to ask you a question, which is how he controls people's minds. Yeah. So... It explains why, but it also, you know, it does have a point. Like, why wouldn't he be a hero? Like, why wouldn't he be in the top class with an ability like that? Yeah. Especially compared to other people that did make it into the top class whose abilities aren't quite that useful. And you can also see, like, his ambitions in it. Like, you know, he's mm -hmm. he says, hey, I didn't make it into the top class, but it's partially because of my ability. I want to aim to be in that class. Yeah. You know? I really like how the show really does address that, like, kind of the curriculum activities are not well-structured. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can kind of get, like, the general assessment, like, oh, clearly these are the strongest students, but you really do miss out on special people like that because of how the curriculum is set up. Yeah. So, and I, I believe that was Miss Joke's comment, was something along those lines. Yeah. So... And I think that she would relate to that a lot because her ability would also not work on robots. Robots, so, robots can laugh. Yeah, it's, which I it's think... It's 2019, God. I think that's actually... I think it explains the manga that's the reason she didn't choose that academy when she went to, uh, you know, train to be a superhero is because she didn't like their curriculum. She didn't like how they chose combat strength over actual quirk usefulness. Yeah, so. I, I can see that. Yeah, and that's how she teaches her students as well. 
Which is great. Yeah, so that's why she made my honorable mention. Uh, she does get a technicality because she was introduced earlier, but she's still my <coughs> personal hero from that show. Yeah. Um, so for me, as you could probably already guess from Hina Matsuri, Anzu, honorable mention. <laughs> Fantastic character. I love her so much. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and she's like, one of the best parts is she comes in, you know, starting off like as this, this rival, you know, you think, oh, well, I, I'm not going to like this chick. She's, she's conceited. She's an asshole. And she just. Again, she's had so much character growth within the 12-episode season that it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. And I really like the fact that, as we mentioned, a hero is somebody that puts somebody else's needs above their own when she thinks that her friend doesn't have any money, so she offers to give her the nicer cup of ramen. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I know we're both sleeping in the woods. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, in the park. She's like, you poor thing, you don't have any money and you don't have any recyclable cans. And meanwhile, the girl is like actually working like three jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and comes from a pretty like middle class house. Like. Yeah, like she's not hurting. Yeah. <laughs> but she can't reject the ramen either. She's she's socially awkward. Yeah. <laughs> so So she feels like she has to accept it. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, definitely best girl. Yes. I know everybody wanted her to be best daughter as opposed to Hina. Yeah. Even uh, the Yakuza dude. He's yeah. like, oh, why couldn't have I gotten of her? Why did I lose the daughter lottery? <laughs> At the most part, it was kind of because of him that she even got the chance to become best girl. Yeah. So. Which is great. Just shows you the karma circle. Yep. Yeah. So, do you have any other honorable mentions? Uh, yes, I do have one more. Do you have an honorable mention? I do Another not. One? That was my one honorable mention. Okay. Uh, so my other honorable mention is from that time I got reincarnated as a slime. It's Soei. I, I love, love him. Soei. Oh my god. He's. Oh my goodness, I love him. <laughs> He's like the ninja. Yeah, him and the other kaijin, the red-haired guy, both of them are collectively two of the best boys. They really of are, and and it's it's fantastic. You, you cannot make me choose between them because the one is a ninja and the other is a general. Right. It's like a ninja versus a samurai, and I'm like, I love them both. Don't make me choose. Exactly. So, but uh, so a, he does get a lot more like action moments. In the first half of the show, at least. Yeah. And I just, he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. He's so, <sighs> because of the circumstances, like, okay, they're, they're all loyal mm -hmm. to Slime, you know, and, and it's just, it's so sweet, and I love their interactions. Yeah. So uh, I will put uh, Slime as an honorable mention. Yes. Because uh, the only reason he's not making this list is because I guarantee he's winning that category in the Crunchyroll Awards. Yeah, and that was why I did not put Slime on this list. Yeah, Rimaru. Because... Rimaru Tempest. Rimaru, yep. Because if Rimaru Tempest does not win Best Protagonist, I will genuinely be shocked. Yeah. Like... So he'll he'll also get an honorable mention, not because I think he's less than any of the people on our list, but because 
he we already he's, know he's he's getting the attention he's op as fuck of course he's number one yeah <laughs> like <laughs> uh good old slime slime's too op please nerf apparently not too op because the new <laughs> demon lord introduced in this newest episode is four i guess times this yeah 10 times stronger ten. than him yeah but apparently he chooses that to be the case yeah so he, she's like why don't you become a demon lord he's like i don't wanna He's like, yeah. Yeah, I don't feel what's, like it. What's so great about being a demon lord? Right? He was like, that just sounds like a lot of work, not a lot of payoff. Right? He's like, I'm already putting in work, but this has a payoff, you know? Like, I have friends. What do you got? <laughs> and she's like, servants? And he's like, yeah, but I mean, I, I got that friends. just sounds like you're bored. <laughs> that just sounds like you're bored. What do you do for fun? I fight people that come and challenge me. All right. Is there anything else? fuck <laughs> has an existential crisis like what am i doing with my life he's like i have a hot spring what do you have <laughs> exactly <laughs> i'm conflicted on her milim yeah because it's like this she just got introduced and the entire first half of the show i'm going like okay i want to meet her i like her character design i want to meet her and then she comes in. She's so annoying. And she's just so awkward. She's she's so annoying. But she does have her moments. Yeah. So it's like, I both love her and hate her. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> what do I do with this girl? I, I kind of got that vibe from the first OP. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about her at all. Yeah. And I still don't know how I feel about her. Exactly. I'm hoping she gets better. Because I want to like her, but right now, again, I both love and hate her. Yeah. So, uh, with that, I'm going to move on to my number one pick. Number one pick. Can I get a drum roll? Thank okay, you. Okay, that probably sounds terrible yeah, on the probably. mic. probably. But... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, it is Ro from Thunderbolt Fantasy. Whoa! So... Thunderbolt Fantasy did not get a lot of new characters this season, at least not any that stuck around. But the second season did introduce Shang's friend from his home country, who is, he's, uh, he's not a mute, but he doesn't talk a lot. He has a mystical guitar that does the talking for him. Okay. And when he asks, like, why would you cross, like, the desolate wasteland just to come out here? What are you doing here? And... The guitar is like, isn't it obvious he missed you? <laughs> Gay. He's like, you. He has one friend and he left, and it's you. Oh. And this is why he makes like best hero to me because one, his whole motivation for even being in the show, other than the fact that TM Revolution really wanted his own character, was that. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they just catered to they him. They did. They catered to TM Revolution, but. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> that man is immortal, okay? <laughs> it's hilarious. But yeah, so his whole motivation for even being part of the series was that he just realized how lonely he was. Mm -hmm. He's like, I only had one friend in the whole world other than this guitar. So I... That's kind of lame. He's Guitar's just... your friend? It's a talking I mean, I guess guitar. it's a talking guitar, but still. The guitar knows him better than anybody because he doesn't like to talk, so the guitar has to talk for him. 
<laughs> so he usually expresses himself through like like how he holds the strings and stuff and the guitar can figure out like what he's trying to say. He he fondles his guitar to express emotions. Kind of. Yeah, I, that's a weird way to put it, but <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of uh supposed to be a metaphor for how people can only express themselves through music. Yeah. That's that's how he is. But the reason he doesn't like to talk is because uh he can actually transform sound waves into physical blades. And his voice creates the most powerful sound waves. So he's scared if he ever lost his voice, he wouldn't be able to use his true strength. So he'll usually use his guitar for fighting as well. Because he could just strum the strings and turn it into a weapon. And his sword also transforms into a physical sword. But the reason he makes my hero list is... uh, One, because like I said, his motivation is that he just really wants to be close to his friend... But also later when push comes to shove and he starts to realize that Shang is the type of person who won't kill somebody unless it's right at the breaking point. Uh, Ro doesn't really agree with that idea. Ro actually has this unique ability where he can actually predict somebody's future just by meeting them. And he has like a 99.999% accuracy. And so if he senses that somebody can become evil in the future, he feels it necessary to take them out right away. Even if they're not aware that they're going to be evil in the future. So, of course, he tries killing uh, Mr. High Off His Ass 24-7. Yeah. So he tries to kill him. Uh, he tries to kill a monk. And that was the point where Shang is like, okay, I can understand you trying to kill Lin because we've all been there. <laughs> But you don't kill who, a monk. Who, who hasn't tried to <laughs> kill Lin? Right? We're all, I'm trying to kill Lin right now, but... <laughs> well, locked in combat. Like, dude, I get it, but still, can you pack off? Right. He's like, but I, I, I draw the line at killing a monk. You know, he hasn't done anything evil. And Ro's like, but he might. You know? Yeah. But, uh, so when Ro has to confront Shang about this, he's just like, I don't think you're strong enough to complete the mission that you're trying to complete. Because they're trying to stop an evil demon sword that manipulates anybody that looks at it. It basically brings out people's, like, bloodlust. And he's like, I don't know if you're up for the task. Because I don't know if there's any way to get the sword back without killing somebody. And I know that you're not willing to kill anybody. And he's like, so he's like, I'm going to step up because I'm going to take on the burden that you literally can't do. And in the end, Ro also learns there's a lot of things that he personally can't do and that he needs Shang there for him because Shang is the balance for that. No, Shang's not somebody who's willing to get his hands dirty, but he's also somebody that is a lot tactically stronger. And the two of them balance each other out. And honestly, I wish I could put the two of them as a unit on this spot, but Shang was introduced in season one, so Ro gets this position for that. Yeah. They really are better together, though. I mean, you you didn't get into Thunderbolt Fantasy until... Until this year, but it's I'm still following my own rules. Yeah. And uh, Ro can fight with his eyes closed, because since his whole power is sound waves, he can basically see without eyes. Yeah. So, which he's, is just a cool ability. He's Daredevil. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> and he fights a dragon by fucking singing the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that sounds cool. Right? 
Ro is not only a sweet character and a cool character and a badass character, but he also has character growth and he also has insanely OP abilities. Like, I swear to God, TM Revolution just made his own OC. <laughs> and the creators are just like, we'll just give it to him. Little, little Timmy's first OC. Yeah, but he he's... He's good. It's probably his second OC. It's a little more polished than his first OC. He's my personal best boy of the year, but I would not nominate him for best boy just because it is such a niche franchise. Yeah. My friend bought me artwork of him from ALA. Aw, that's so gay. I know. I was so happy. <laughs> so yeah, Ro, he's good. And his guitar is, you know, he's a comic relief. Yeah. His guitar is a <clears throat> sassy piece of shit. Everyone needs a sassy piece of shit in their yeah. life. <laughs> but he's a good boy, and I love him. So. Yes. I'll let you get to your number one. So, you know I'm going to be playing favorites on my number one. Oh, I knew. I, I did. Do you have a guess? I actually don't. Really? Yeah. Okay. They're legendary. Tayamada. Legendary Tayamada. Yes, I love (laughs) Tayamada. Gets like no lines, but I love her to death. She was the hero in the end. She was the hero in the end. She was the one who saved Sakura. Exactly. And that's why I play favorites with her. She also was the chicken. (laughs) And she tried to eat the chicken. She also won the mud tournament thing. Yes. She also got beheaded. She also got beheaded. <laughs> For the rap battle. <laughs> <laughs> and she also bites people. And she she was the one that got the their first two metal fans. That's true. Because she was like, rah, and dives into the crowd and be like trying to bite someone. And the two metal fans are like, Wait, shit, it's way too early for them to start the mosh pit. What the fuck? <laughs> These this, girls are high, hardcore. This girl's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, like like you said, at the end she she saves what's her, the Sakura the, Sakura, you know, yeah. like everyone, you know, Sakura's just moping, like oh I can't do this, and you know you you see it, you know, in throughout the series that Sakura is like working with Tai, be like oh you know this this is how you do these dance moves, this is all this, and mm-hmm. and then at the end you know like Tai goes and breaks through walls literally (laughs) to get sakura bring her to the dance room like the practice dance room and like doing her growls and you know snarls and you know trying to like explain to her like hey this is what's going on she also named the band like she exactly she she tried her hardest like she's not capable of you know the things that all the other zombie girls are but like, she she tried. Can we also point out that she is holding her own on stage it, when it comes to singing and dancing, even though she cannot sing or move? Yeah. So. Like, all the other girls get the moves down perfectly and shit, and, like, she, well, she kind of gets them. If you actually look at the bad CGI animation, like, they do cut her out a lot of the shots, but anytime you do see a shot of her, you do notice that she is moving differently, <laughs> but she's still moving in a way that you wouldn't notice how different she is. Yeah, how they have her it's, positioned it's, on stage. It's definitely still the same dance, but, like, you can, like, we as the viewers can tell that, you know, she's she's not doing the dance perfectly. Yeah. Like everyone else. It's such a good, like, way to, like, the, I guess the spot that they put her in the, like, the choreography is, like, 
you really have to like single her out to notice it. Yeah. Because even though you, we know the character really well, if you just look at the dances as a whole, you would not notice how like uncoordinated she is. Like they just did a fantastic job of including her in the choreography without it just suddenly like she could suddenly dance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> She's holding her own as an idol without the ability to talk. So. Yep. She's, How many girls could say that? She she's not allowed to meet with fans afterward though. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a little bitey. <laughs> she's so good. She's the best chicken. She is. I love Tayamada so much. The she's legendary Tayamada. Legendary Tayamada. <laughs> yes. What did, what makes her so legendary? Oh, like you've done anything impressive. <laughs> what are you? What have you done? Who are you? <laughs> For reals. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> I think Ty's going to bite somebody. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is a shame Ty Yamada didn't get included in Best Girl. Yeah. I, and I get why they gave it to Lily, but... Totally. I, I would have given it to Ty. Yep. So. <laughs> I love her. Uh, So yeah, that's our f- top five. It's been a long time since we've done a top five. Yes. So we really do need to do more top fives. Uh, I'll probably make a list of different categories that we could choose from. So I enjoy these. So I do have one last surprise. Yeah? I have the undeniable best protagonist. Okay. It's Ranga from Slime. The dog. <laughs> Ranga! Best protagonist. Ranga's best cannot boy. Cannot deny it. He's such a good boy. I love him. He is the best boy in an army of good boys. Exactly. Ranga. <laughs> So I just had to throw that out there. He's too Un- OP. We can't include him. Undeniable. Like, you can't include Ranga in a best boy contest. Like, that's why he didn't get nominated, because it's just he's too good. Exactly. Like, they wanted to at least make it a competition, <laughs> you know? And they're just yeah. like, if we put Ranga there, the, like whole, they- the whole award ceremony's over. Right? Nobody's going to want to talk about anything but Ranga. R- exactly. Like- <laughs> See, I, I love him, because, like... Rimaru even asks him, like, hey, I I killed your master. You know, like I I killed your dad or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. aren't you, aren't you upset about it? And Ranga says, Yeah, I'm upset, but you also did this for me. Oh. You know, like it doesn't take away that you did this, this bad thing, at the same time you've done so much. Like I yeah. I can't be mad at you, you know, yeah. given the situations. I think that's how dogs are. Yeah. Like, he's a good boy. Exactly. He's a dog. I love him so much. He's evolving. He became a gooder boy. Gooder boy. (laughs) (laughs) Started out as a pupper. Then he became a dog. Doggo. And he's a and now, shadow doggo. Now, now he's a boofer. He's He's a a shadow shadow boofer. Ah. (laughs) Ah, good times. Crunchyroll make a best dog category. Best pet. <laughs> We're just a... I guess he's not even really a pet. Yeah, we just need best dog. Yeah. So, so I think with that, that finishes our, our top top five. That does finish our top five. Was, uh, was there anything else? Let's talk about what we've been watching this season. Like, what's what's your top show this season? Um. So, well, I mean, we did actually just go last week. We did our season preview. Yeah, but... You don't, we don't even need to talk about everything we're watching, but just plus, what's the thing that you are watching the most right now? Um, so, so just touching on some of them, obviously the promised Neverland I'm watching. 
Mm -hmm. I'm watching, um, oh, what's it called? That other one, Dororo. Dororo, yep. So, so those are two I'm watching. Um, and then one that I actually forgot to mention in last week's episode is a returning series, Kimono Friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm watching that one now. It's out on two, I think, three episodes when this, this episode airs. Yeah. So I'm, I'm loving it. It's like when it first came out, it was actually a surprise hit. Like nobody expected it to be as popular as it was. I just remember Grape Coon. Yes. And that's where Grape Coon came from. Like sort of like Grape Coon was the actual penguin, but you know, the show had penguin characters and and that was his waifu. And that was his waifu. Yeah. You know, Grape Coon fell in love with a Kimono Friends waifu. He was the waifu. wee penguin. Yes. And it's just, it's so cute, you know. It's its just, if you haven't seen it, it's its a cute little slice of life. Yeah. You know. Um, it seems like this second season, they've upped the animation quality. I will admit, with the first season, it looked like it was animated by three guys in a basement. <laughs> No offense to him at all, because I still love the series. No offense to three guys living in basements. Yes, but but they've definitely brought up the animation quality. Tyler is one of you guys. Yes. As we are currently <laughs> in a basement. So, uh, yeah, as far as shows that I'm watching this season, one that I have been really, really loving that I thought was just going to be one of those things, just the feel-good show, but it's... Also making you feel the feels and was probably one of the surprise best shows of the season is My Roommate is a Cat. Yeah. It's I so cute. love My Roommate is a Cat. Right. I will get a little bit offended by people that say they don't like My Roommate is a Cat. But so far, everybody I know who's watched it has loved it. Yeah. It helps that most people that I know who watched it are big cat fans. But I, I think, I think that's who the show is made for. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it really appeals to the cat fans, so. Yeah, uh, Haru is great, and I love her. <laughs> right. And I love the fact that half the episode really is about her. Like, I wasn't sure if I would like that aspect. The first time I saw it, it was a little bit jarring. Like, oh god, we're going to watch the cat, you know, talk about their day. But it really does give the show a lot of its personality, and I don't think it would work without it, to yeah. be honest. So, my cat is a roommate, or my roommate is a cat. My cat is a roommate. My cat is but, a roommate. Uh, my roommate is a my cat. My roommate is a cat. One of the best feel-good shows of the season. And, of course, because I promised you guys I'd be talking about this every week, Dororo is continuing to amaze. Uh, the third episode was a lot heavier than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And that's coming from a show that's already really heavy. That starts off heavy. Yeah, this third and, episode... And then they say, here, hold an anvil with everything else. Yeah, they're just like, and we're gonna place you on this nice, solid platform of sinking sand. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> the third episode does introduce the person that took uh, the main character in and gave him all of his prosthetics and how they discovered, like, that he needs to fight all these demons to get his body parts back. And we do get to see a bit of his backstory as well. Like, you know the third episode is heavy when the, like, first five minutes of the show involves a uh, crucifixion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, and a suicide. Like, that, I I honestly didn't think crucifixion was a thing 
in Japan? Yeah, it was. But apparently it was a thing in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was really heavy. Yeah. So but I I genuinely do love like his mentor and teacher. Like I we already talked about like good anime father figures. He definitely fits that bill. But almost like not necessarily in a I want to be a dad type, but more in a this is my penance for everything I've done in my life type. Yeah. So, and he really is the only person that could have accepted a, you know, eyeless, skinless infant yeah. into his life. And, and like, it gets to a point where he even teaches this kid how to fight. Like, hey, I realize now that I'm not going to be able to protect you. And even when he does learn how to fight and he finds out, you know, the kid becomes basically a killing machine, he's just like, is this the wrong path again? Like, am I just doing what I was doing back then? Yeah. So, because he doesn't like the idea of killing people. And even though, you know, the kid's only killing demons and not people, it's still like, what if I turned this kid into? Yeah. Like, is is he going to grow like, up to be it's violent? It's like, what, what have I unleashed upon the world? Yeah. You know? And we also did get to see uh, a bit of the main character's uh, brother that he's never met and how the comparison between their lives, those brothers living like the life of the, you know, heir to a powerful, like family versus this kid that was treated as garbage. This kid who has basically been disowned and, and would be treated as the bastard son. Yeah. So, and you do see there is a bit resentment with the second kid too. Like we don't know how much he knows about his older brother. But we do see that, like, his mom isn't really nearly as attached to him because she's still attached to her firstborn child that they got rid of. Yeah. And so I am definitely interested to see if the two characters meet in the future. Mm-hmm. This series is definitely going to be, like, my big talking point. We'll we'll probably do a What You Should Watch on this show as we get more episodes out. Yeah. But, yeah, so Dororo, definitely go check it out because... It is so good. It is so Amazon good. Prime. Yeah, it is probably the only reason I would recommend getting an Amazon if you don't have one. <laughs> yeah. So, go check it out. It's amazing. I love it. With that, I think that's all we have to talk about. Uh, yeah, I think that wraps everything up. Yeah, uh, with that, we already talked about our spiels, so go do the Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Hey.